Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. And I wanted to talk about something that is very difficult for people to deal with. Typically in my practice, I help people deal with very difficult things. And today, I want to talk to you about how to embrace your shadow side so that you can achieve ultimate happiness. I'm going to explain to you what the shadow side is, of course, very uncomfortable parts of ourselves, and then I'm going to give you some tips about what you can do to use the shadow side to become a better version of yourself. So the shadow side is really the dark side of ourselves, and that's why we call it the shadow. We have light and dark parts of ourselves, and our shadow side encompasses all of those parts of ourselves that we do not want to look at we definitely don't want to talk about, and we definitely don't want people to find out about. So look, it's obviously it's much easier to accept the lighter, more agreeable aspects of ourselves. To be an aware human being, you've got to learn how to identify and accept those parts of yourself that you don't like, that you feel embarrassed about, and learn how to incorporate them positively in your life. Because everything in your life is useful especially your pain. So after all, look, it's human nature to self-protect, to repress and keep those parts of ourselves that we don't accept way, way down uh, in order to avoid feeling pain because it is hard to really think about if we're truly honest with ourselves, our flaws. Nobody wants to consider them flawed, even though intellectually we know nobody's perfect. Uh, It takes a very brave, conscious individual to open up and to be honest about their weaknesses uh, and their flaws. So should you wish to decline your soul's invitation to incorporate and resolve these undesired aspects of yourself and maybe consider this an invitation by me to really look at these dark parts of yourself in a safe way. If you don't take the time to do that, you really the likelihood is that you're really going to experience repeated discomfort and pain. We all try to avoid pain. It's not always uh, easy to do that. But I could tell you that if you consciously and intentionally work to avoid pain, work to understand yourself, how you interact with your world, the impact of you and your world and your life, the likelihood that you will experience pain and discomfort is far less. Carl Jung is the founder of Analytical Psychology, And he developed the concept of persona in the shadow self. And I want to just talk with you a little bit about that today. The persona is how we would like to be and how we want to be seen in the world by others. The word persona is derived from the Latin word for mask. And it's used as a metaphor. And we can see how uh, the need to display our ideal self plays out in all of our social interactions. It's very interesting too, you know, I think about uh, when I talk to people about dating and things like that, 
relationships, we all put our representative out there, the person that we want people to see. Uh, very often we do not show up uh, authentically and truly uh, because initially when we meet somebody, it can feel really risky. So it takes time to develop trust in somebody else and the courage to display all those aspects of ourselves that aren't so pretty. So we work hard to be what we believe is the acceptable version of ourselves, and we dare not show weakness, vulnerability, or incompetence to others. Because if we do, some people believe, we're going to pay a big price. And I want to talk to you about this idea of the possibility or this belief of paying a big price if you truly show up fully, uh, flaws and all. So the shadow self is an archetype that forms the part of our unconscious mind, and it's composed of repressed ideas, instincts, impulses, weaknesses, desires, perversions, or embarrassing fears. And to live as healthy whole beings, we've got to learn how to integrate all of these aspects of ourselves together in a meaningful way. And I have to tell you, there were many, many years of my life where I felt like a fraud in my practice. Um, I would offer great advice to my clients, advice that would truly be helpful to them, uh, and they would move forward with it, many of them, and they would be able to change their lives. And I'm sitting in my chair talking to them, knowing that the advice that I'm giving them, I wasn't putting into practice in my own life. Many years for me, I was uh, worried about being rejected, being not good enough, um, showing up as flawed in some way. I, I couldn't risk people finding out that I didn't know everything, that I didn't have all the answers, and that I wasn't a strong, competent person, let alone therapist. One of the things that I've struggled with all my life uh, is with ADD. And um, especially when I was growing up, it was very, very hard. I got into a lot of trouble, y'all, uh, when, when I was young uh, and through most of my young adult life because uh, things would fly out of my mouth. I, I really, truly did not have a filter. So there were a lot of days of detention in school, a lot of punishments at home uh, because, like I said, things flew out of my mouth. Um, I'm able to channel that in my sessions because I, I tell my clients straight up, I interrupt. I work very hard not to, but I interrupt. That's how I roll, so please do the same. So I like to give my clients permission to do that as well. Um, that's one way I can show up fully and honestly. It's a flaw. It's hard. I work very hard to stop it, uh, but there's sometimes where I can't. Uh, and so there are times where I have to do some cleanup. So those are some aspects of me that I've struggled with, um, and especially as I've gotten into stepping more fully into my practice, uh, putting my services out there. Uh, one of the things, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts, I have spent many, many years being afraid to be seen. And it's not that I didn't want to. I am a total ham when it comes to being up in front of people. I can talk to anybody. I, I'm the one that talks to people in the elevator, grocery lines. I'm that person. Um, so I love to share wisdom. I love to teach. I love to show up. But because of historical experiences for me, uh, especially when I was younger, being severely bullied, um, ostracized, humiliated, rejected repeatedly for months at a time, that part of me, that little part of me, little Janice, uh, feared rejection. 
that my my perfectionist, I call her the lovely perfectionist, um, she's great because she pushes me to create a really good work product, whatever I put out. On the other hand, she haunts me a lot uh, because nothing's perfect. And there's always going to be areas that I'm going to have to work on to improve. Um, and so for many, many years, I have been pretty much terrified to put myself out there because that's really how I thought about it. It was I'm putting Janice out there vulnerable for people to criticize. Once I was able to honor that part of myself and really kind of get over that by pushing through the fear and saying, screw it, I'm just going to do it. I just have to do it. Let me get over this. And once I did, I was able to eliminate that crazy voice of fear of rejection. So our shadow side is our best teacher. I'm telling you, is our best teacher. It's there. I don't know if you've ever heard of the saying, do what scares you. Um, when things happen in our lives and we feel scared, we've got to look at that. We've got to look at either demystifying the falsehoods, the beliefs that we have that keep us playing small, uh, or we will stay small. We will live in fear. And so my hope for today, as I talk to you about this, is for you to really look courageously, honestly, fearlessly at what you do not like about yourself and the fears and the misbeliefs that you have about your worthiness. Um, So truly, this shadow side, this awful yucky side is really what we can believe is the ugliest part of ourselves that we've ever known. And we need our shadow side to poke us, sometimes stab us y'all, because sometimes we need big experiences where the volume is turned up on the pain or, or um, intensity of the experiences to get our attention because it's things that we need to work on. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's through repetitive negative thoughts and feelings. It could be just that. Or it could be experiences that show up in our lives repeatedly, whether it's betrayal, rejection. Maybe we're fired from uh, jobs over and over again so that we can really look at what is it that we are doing to sabotage ourselves. Our lives mirror what is going on within. And I want you to hear that. If you tend to blame everything outside of you, if you tend to blame your past how your parents raised you, the things that you did, your traumas. If you tend to blame people in your relationships without you taking responsibility for your stuff, you will never own this part of yourself and you will never find peace. You will repeatedly have difficulty. So when our attention is redirected to our shadow, y'all, we have a golden opportunity to begin the integration and healing process. And to successfully integrate our murky parts with our lighter side, we really need to learn why we reject our shadow side in the first place. Why do we throw them out? Why do we repress them? And then once we recognize the why and we recognize the shadows themselves, then we have an opportunity to form new thoughts and beliefs to replace them. So I want you to think about a couple of things, and this is where the strategies come in for you to embrace your shadow side. And it may be at this point that you pause this uh, recording, get some paper, a pen, and just write these questions down. Maybe as I say them, you'll write down some answers. Maybe you're going to put it off when you're ready 
to deal with these questions. Either is fine. Just give yourself the, the uh, promise that you will do work in this area of yourself so that you can really live in your light and help others do that too. So here's a question. What must you have to believe about yourself in order for you to feel shame, inadequacy, and self-loathing? And the reason why I ask you those, th that question is because the shadow side is all about shame, inadequacy, and self-loathing. When we think about those parts of ourselves, like I talked about before, we do everything we can so that people will not find out about our crazy thoughts uh, and, and how we think about ourselves. You know, even the times that we feel so angry at somebody that we want to kill them. You know, who wants to be somebody that says that? Nobody, but people do, and people think that. But we don't really want people to know those parts of ourselves that hate things, where we're, bigot we're bigoted, where we're prejudiced, where we have biases that are socially unacceptable. So we do a lot of work to repress them. Second question, what are you hiding behind and from? When I ask you that question, I really want you to think, for example, when I think about my past, I think about, okay, well, why was I playing small for so many years? Why did it take me so long to overcome the fears that I had? And I know just having done the work uh, with myself and uh, on behalf of myself, again, I was afraid of rejection. I was afraid that I couldn't show up imperfectly because it was too risky. Now I believe something different, that it's really actually okay to show up flawed. And that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast, because I wanted people to know the real me. I wanted to honor the real me. And I wanted to give y'all permission to show up with flaws. That's why I tell you about ways I've screwed up and my weaknesses, because I want to give you the strength simply because I'm doing it. Here's another question. What do you fear most that somebody will find out about you? Right? So maybe you have an eating disorder. Maybe you uh, um, soothe yourself with substances, alcohol, food, drugs, sex. Maybe when you go home, you know, you're somebody for the most part out in public. You have all these friends, so-called friends. You can go to places that you've been and you're regular, people know you, high five, you give hugs, how are you? And then when you go home, when it really comes down to it, you are alone. You feel alone. You actually feel like you have nobody in your life. I know too many people like this who on the outside, people think you got it all, but you go home by yourself and you feel like you have nothing. So what do you fear most that somebody will find out about you? Here's another question. What key decision, which is a key decision is a decision that you made after a significant event in your life uh, that you decided to define you? What key decision did you make in your life that led you to believe that you're unacceptable, unlovable, unworthy? Next question. What would you need to begin to believe about yourself so that you can lead a happy life? And this is where I ask you to, to reframe, put in a different perspective, look at things differently. So often we get stuck in pain 
and it's hard to get out of it. And we don't give ourselves permission to ask us different kind of questions. In a previous podcast, I've talked to you about questions, how important they are. Please go listen to that, even if you didn't find the title so enticing. It is going to change your life when you really hear how the kinds of questions you ask yourself determine how you think, what you focus on, what you believe, and what actions you take in your life. Go back and listen to that. Because these are the things that we have to work on. How you talk to yourself, the language you use, the questions you ask. Because you can ask questions that totally disempower you, totally undermine you. Or you can ask yourself questions that actually open up the doorway to the answers that you need to shift things in your life. So these are the questions that we've got to think about when we want to become whole beings and when we want to liberate ourselves from our deepest limitations, those fears, those worries, those concerns. When you talk about embracing the shadow side, I talk about this a lot with my clients because clients don't come to me because they're in a great place. They come to me because they're in pain. And my job, my goal is to get clear about where you are and where you want to go so that we can get there. I'm not interested in sitting in your pain. By the time you get to my couch, you've already spent enough time there. So I believe as a therapist, the best approach for me is to find out where you want to go and then get you there. And I've never met a client who was completely comfortable with talking about the darker parts of themselves. Truly, they really, uh, unless you uh, have become comfortable with that, most people avoid it. Because it's human nature to actively avoid thinking about or expressing the aspects of ourselves that we dislike and despise. Who wants to talk about that shit? Nobody. So denial and pretension is a survival mechanism. And it can serve us well at different points in our lives. But only to a point. Because you know what? We come home to ourselves. We are always with ourselves. There are times where people feel like, you know what? Life sucks here in Atlanta. I'm going to go move to California. But guess what? Life isn't going to be different in California because you're still the you that you've always been unless you start to look at and embrace these crappy, awful, yucky, unattractive parts of ourselves. Um, So after enough time has passed, look, the mechanism that you once used to keep yourself, uh, your undesirable parts of yourselves under wraps and hidden from the view of others, if you actually allow these kind of unproductive coping mechanisms to fade away, you could reduce the amount of harm that you do to yourself by having to pretend you're somebody that you're not. You're going to rob yourself of peace of mind if you don't put these habits to rest so that you can live authentically. When I teach clients about how to look at, explore, and accept the shadow side of themselves, I help them to create a sense of normalcy around it because to me that's really the only way to help somebody through pain. I don't minimize pain at all. But what I say to them is, it is what it is. Now let's figure out what to do about it. I don't need to make you feel more pain about your pain. That's not what is important. What matters is that I help you get out of it in a way that's easy, that's doable, and that you can keep using these strategies and tools that I share with you throughout the rest of your life and hopefully maybe even teach somebody else about those kinds of things. So I help them create a sense of normalcy around it by telling them we all have undesirable parts of ourselves 
that we not only don't want to look at, but we also don't want anybody else to find out about. So you, if you think you're the only one, let me just tell you, you are not. Most of us carry a degree of unresolved guilt, shame, and fear, and internal displeasure with ourselves, regardless of how deeply we've buried it. We know it. We know it's there. We may not know exactly what it is, but we feel it. What's interesting is that we can use the same amount of energy to liberate those deep-seated misbeliefs as we used to keep them hidden. I don't know if you've ever heard about this, that it takes more muscles in your face to be sad, to make a sad face, than it does to be happy. Think about that. It's like, God, the amount of energy it takes for you to stay unhappy. Why don't you just shift that? Why don't you shift the focus to being happy and doing the things that allow you to be joyful? So the beliefs and thoughts that we have about ourselves aren't always grounded in truth. And I want to say this clearly. We have this idea. We, we create these beliefs about ourselves. Maybe they're based on some past experience. Maybe. But the beliefs that we adopt because of certain experiences, 99.99% of the time are not grounded in truth. Much of what we believe, in fact, about ourselves is misaligned with who we really are. Because when we push through those barriers, barriers of fear, I've done it. I know. I have been able to overcome a great deal in my life. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I've worked hard at it. And I've been able to silence that crazy inner voice that says, Janice, you're not good enough. What, who, do you, who do you think you are to play big? to do what this person has done and that person has done. I've been able to silence that critic for the most part. So really the things that we believe about ourselves are bullshit. And you will find that out when you defy them, when you take some sort of action to defy them and break them apart and break them down. We make assumptions and those assumptions, if we don't counter them, become beliefs which then become our truth. And I'm going to say it again. The assumptions we make about ourselves, if we don't eliminate them and disprove them, we start to believe them. And then guess what? They become our truth. The funny thing is, y'all, is that we never really reality test them to determine if they're actually true or not. I know so many people have who say stuff about themselves and I look down like, well, wait a minute. Have you tried this and this and this to see if that's actually true? They look at me like deer in headlights. Well, no. Well, why don't you do it? Why don't you try to see if what you think about yourself is actually true? And when they do, they're blown away. They're blown away at how easy it is to demystify and break apart and break down the bullshit beliefs that they have about themselves, that they're not good enough or that uh, they're not acceptable. You know, we believe the falsehoods and then we look for evidence. Here's the thing, okay? I'm going to talk to you about a couple of things. We can believe so strongly in something about ourselves, whether it's that, like it keeps saying, we're not good enough, we're not worthy enough, we can't pass a test, we're not smart enough, we're not attractive enough, that guess what? We look for evidence to validate those crazy beliefs. And guess what? We will find it. We will take experiences, twist them, and reshape them so that they validate these uh, absolutely unfavorable beliefs. And I'm going to give you an example. Sometimes 
uh, you might think of yourself, let's say, maybe you're going out on a date or maybe you're going to a networking meeting um, and you might say to yourself, um, well, he probably won't like me or she probably won't like me because I'm not dressed so well or I'm not smart enough or, uh, you know, I'm not as professionally accomplished. And that is what we therapists call projection. And projection is a process that each of us uses when we make assumptions. We are literally uh, putting our thoughts onto somebody else. Almost never is, are those assumptions true. Almost never. But we freak ourselves out. We create fear. We create worry. We create anxiety about what we think might happen in the future when we assign other people our beliefs. And I, can, I can tell you, please don't. Anytime you assume somebody might have, have a, a, a perspective about you, first of all, you can't control it. And second of all, the only way to validate is that person says something to you. So what are you spending time worried about it for? Instead, what I want you to look for is evidence that counters these uh, misassumptions, these false beliefs. Can you imagine doing that? right? Instead of looking for evidence to validate the beliefs that cause you pain, have you ever thought of looking for evidence that corroborates and validates good things? If you haven't, I'm going to give you homework to do that. So when you embrace your shadow side, you create a space to honor yourself in your entirety. And then you realize that no feeling, no thought, no behavior is your enemy. You realize that they're all your allies and you can change any perspective at any moment, but it starts with you. You can influence little to nothing outside of yourself. You've got the ability to influence you. Every quality, every emotion, every experience that you have brings gifts, even if you don't like it, if you don't like those parts of yourself. And once you discover those gifts, especially the gifts that come from pain and the shadow side that we have, the shadow sides, all the shadows, you can then become the master of your life. I promise you that you can become the master of your life when you look at these parts and when you shift your thoughts and your beliefs about you and what you're capable of doing. When you integrate all these aspects of yourself, you cleanse your soul and you graduate to your next level of spiritual development. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I felt like it's one of the most important uh, podcasts that I've ever shared uh, with my audience because I really want you to have a good life. I really want you to feel good about yourself and I don't want you to experience pain and suffering. I really don't. So if you feel like you'd like to explore any area of your life, maybe through reading uh, for 30, 45, 60 minute readings, if you'd like to explore more about how to truly overcome the challenges in your life, how to, how to learn how to adopt new belief systems, new thoughts, take action, make decisions easier in your life, let's work together. I work with people all over the world to help them uh, achieve a sense of confidence and certainty about their decisions and their actions. I'd love to help you. So reach out to me at 404-558-3971. Or write me at Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. It would be my pleasure to support you. And as always, if you like what you hear, please go to the iTunes uh, podcast 
rate and review it. Uh, it would be great. I love it. The more reviews I get, the more exposure I get, and the more people I can help. And please recommend this podcast to people you feel like would benefit. And as always, I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and always live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes.